Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. What's going on, everyone? Hope y'all had a fantastic Christmas. Welcome to episode 77 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Speaking of Christmas, my family and I were able to have a great one, you know, even though we had to uh, scale it back to the rising COVID cases and regulations put in place. But, uh, you know, all in all, it was still awesome to spend it with immediate family. Got a great gift from my son. He gave me the classifieds book, uh, Off the Beaten Path. You know, Hopi and I were talking about it here on previous podcast, uh, which I already have three quarters of the way done. I highly recommend anyone who wants to read about the career of one of the Canada's greatest artists, man, do so. This book is awesome. You know, I'm still so grateful that he allows us to use his beats for, for our podcast. The guy is just so down to earth and, and first class. Uh, like my play on words there. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Luke. Uh, on to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with uh, University of Wisconsin alum and Canadian Olympic bronze medalist Kelsey Harshman. Kelsey has had a fantastic career to date. Uh, she played collegiately at the University of Wisconsin, helping the Badgers to back-to-back NCAA tournament appearances in 2017 and 2018. She started in every single game throughout her four years, setting school records in all-time runs on base percentage and consecutive games on base. She was the first freshman at UW to be named to the All-Big Ten team, as well as the first three-time selection to the All-Big Ten team in school history. She was also named to the 2017 All-Big Ten defensive team. Uh, Kels made her de- debut with the national team in 2015 as a member of the Canadian World uh, Canadian Junior Women's National Team at the WBSC World Championship in Oklahoma City. Since then, she's represented Canada, Canada at multiple international events, including the Olympic Games this past summer in Tokyo, where they took home the bronze medal. We're going to talk to Kels about getting her start in the game, uh, the influence her mother and aunts played in her development, or her time with the Badgers, of course, the bronze medal win in Tokyo, and much, much more. Kelsey was an absolute pleasure to chat with, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, what she has in store moving forward with everything she does. So as usual, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. This is so exciting. I think this is actually my first podcast. Is it really? Awesome. Uh, 
Yeah, so I'm pretty excited. Ah, that's great. How are things down in sunny Arizona today? Honestly, it's actually pretty brisk down here right now. I'm looking at um, the thermometer. It's or the yeah, and it's saying about 55 outside right now, <laughs> and uh, which is it sounds a little crazy. It's probably warmer to some people, but yes, out, uh, you know, down here. But yeah, the last couple of days it's been a little chilly, but. When you're out in the sunshine, it's not feeling too, too bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I just looked at our our, our uh, temperature outside right now here in Fahrenheit. It's 28, feels like 18. So, Ooh, that, that's a <laughs> The old good Canadian weather going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what's been on the go for you lately? Understand uh, there was a wedding of some sorts? There was, yes. <laughs> um, my husband and I... Um, you know, went through the whole COVID thing that a lot of the 2020 couples, um, right. you know, want to be, uh, went through. And so we ended up, uh, last year, November 6, 2020, we had a very just small wedding and, um, we were really bummed cause we wanted people to celebrate. And then unfortunately, you know, with everything going on last year with the border, the, um, my Canadian family was unable to make it last year. So I was really bummed about that. So we decided to kind of do the party and reception this year, um, on the exact day. So exactly a year later and it was, it was a blast. Awesome. Yeah. I saw pictures of it. It looked, it looked a lot of fun. What did you have a like DJ set up? What was it? Uh, what was we, the setup? Yeah, we had a, we had a pretty, uh, pretty good DJ. He's, uh, um, one of our good friends, um, buddy and, little did we know he's like on the up and coming like in tucson and we've like seen him at at like other festivals and stuff and i was like oh my gosh this guy, this guy played at our wedding wow that's <laughs> yeah, amazing so, yeah so it was it was it was a lot of fun beautiful day it was really great to celebrate with a lot of people and um you know of course see people that was the first time i had seen um, my Canadian family since the qualifier in 2019 when I had got engaged. Wow. Which was, I know. So it was crazy. It was a long time coming. Holy cow. That, uh, geez, that is a long time, man. That's yeah. crazy. So yeah. I got to ask, I mean, cause I had, I asked other teammates of yours when they've been on since the Olympics, has uh -huh. it, has it sunk in your, an Olympic medalist? I think when I am kind of out and about. And if we have like the medal with us at events, mm. um, like for example, la two weekends ago, we were in Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship football game. And the Big Ten was honoring the Tokyo Olympians, if you were a Big Ten alumni. Right. And I think that is kind of when it like really set in of like, holy cow, like, I was a part of something really cool. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to kind of be around the other Olympians who went through, you know, the same ups and downs and, you know, through this Olympic experience, there was tons of downs because of everything that had gone on from 2020 and on. And so I think being around them really kind of hammered it in mm -hmm. and then just kind of reliving the experience um, but like through other sports, right? Like it's super, it's so great to be able to chat about the experience and all that stuff with, you know, your teammates, but to hear from like people who were, um, you know, in the pool and people who, um, you know, were, you know, on the track and it, it just was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. We, we all did something actually really, really cool. Oh, absolutely. How, how, how cool was that uh, big 10 ceremony? Cause there was a lot of people there. Oh. Right? 
Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. They they uh, put us up in the quarterback club and treated us really great. And nice. then to be out, um, you know, standing on the, you know, an NFL field, that Colt Stadium is beautiful out mm-hmm. there. And it was it was it was a truly special moment to be able to raise my medal. And um, it was quite uh, quite funny because the other um, Olympians that I was with, most of them represented the USA. And so when we were walking off, everyone was chanting USA. And so, and then a couple of the, <laughs> the, uh, the guys behind me would be like USA and Canada. And like, thank you. Thank you. There we go. Yeah. Nobody, so. nobody would think, you know, oh, there's, there's a Canadian amongst the, even though you yeah. grew up in Arizona, I mean, you know, I know that's, yeah, that's... it's, it's, uh, it was quite funny. So oh. it, I think then like now I just kind of feel, I don't want to say different, but it just is being able to kind of relive that there was, was definitely really special and just really showed, you know, mm-hmm. We, we did something. It was really, really awesome. And it's super awesome to be a part of. And there really was, even though it didn't feel like, you know, people were watching because there was no one in the stands. Like there really were just so many people tuning in and rooting for us, which was so amazing to to have to feel that when we got home. Oh, absolutely. Well, we have a little thing that we uh, that we like to kick the podcast off with. Uh, mm-hmm. We call it quick pitches. I'm going to throw out some, okay. some random questions for you and, uh, okay. you know, just a little something to break the ice, get us going and, I uh, love it. Yeah. before we start into your career. So first one on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being really good, how would you rate your karaoke skills? Oh gosh. Like, <laughs> like one. Really? I'm so to- I am so tone deaf. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, li- I like to think I'm, I'd say I like to think I'm around a four or five, but I get a couple yeah. couple drinks in me, and then I think I'm a ten. So I mean, oh, hundred percent, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's probably I mean, that's probably I like go, that for I a lot of people. For it. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I will go for it, but you know, there is no <laughs> belief in me that I think I sound good, and, yeah. and I know I don't. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, biggest thing you miss at University of Wisconsin? Oh, football Saturdays. Gosh, oh. it's. It is just such an elite atmosphere out there and just how, you know, we wrap athletics with, you know, a great education and all that stuff. And then to be able to like be out there, just stand in and camp Randall and, you know, jump around after third quarter, it is probably just like one of the, you know, best moments about being a Badger. No doubt. Uh, best thing about growing up in Arizona, the weather. Yeah, I was going to say being able to be outside like I I was outside this morning um, doing some hitting right at like 9 a.m. And there's not a lot of people who mm-hmm. um, can say that they're outside in December, you know, prepping for we've got a camp coming up. So that is pretty exciting. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, best place you've ever vacationed? Um, I was three, 2021, maybe like three, four years ago. I went to Hawaii for the first time with my family for Christmas. Nice. And it was truly, truly an experience out there. I, I'm like itching to get back because mm. my husband's never been. So I would definitely say we were in, uh, in uh, Maui. So it was 
awesome there. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, we've had comma on, on the podcast here and I mean, see the picture she posts every day from living down there and you're like, Oh, man, I know that'd it's be amazing. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, besides this year's Olympics, most memorable moment in your career. Mm. I, I, well, internationally it, it had to have been, you know, qualifying for the Olympics when, when we had lost to Mexico, you know, it felt like there was like so much defeat and everything that we had worked for, like we weren't going to be able to achieve, but it just meant we had to turn around and, you know, play, play Brazil the next day and, you know, really bring it to them and play some mm-hmm. of our best softball. And I think, um, when Rafter hit that walk-off home run to secure the, the run rule and just like being at home play and, I don't even, I just like watching the video of me just like jumping around, like in the surf, uh, you know, cuddling rafter. I'm like, yeah. what am I doing? I don't, I'm not even like, look, I'm just like, so mind blown that like, you know, after kind of everything, you know, we did it. And I, I think just being able to like rebound after that mm-hmm. and still come out and play some of our, our best softball is definitely one of my, one of my moments that I really treasure. Awesome. Uh, out of all the athletes and limited players who surprised you most by how good they were? Ooh, um, man, I got to give a shout out to my girl, Carrie Everly. She is my, my roommate, my, you know, rock at AU this year. And, you know, she's kind of like dark horse, like totally shredded it up at, um, you know, Oklahoma state and then being able to, um, you know, compete against her a little bit with team Canada when Mm -hmm. she came and, um, played against us in Marion. And I was like, man, this is like, you know, truly an elite drop ball. And then at AU being able to be on a couple of her teams and, um, being able to live with her. I mean, she, is just, you know, a true, um, you know, true force to be reckoned with. She's like, Nope, I want the ball. Let me get it. I'll throw all seven, you know, and you know, I will dominate. And, and she did by finishing in that top four. And as a rookie, it was truly, truly impressive. And, um, it was awesome to play beside her, um, throughout this last season. Oh yeah. She has a bright future ahead of her for sure. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Two more here. Uh, if you had to eat one food for a whole week, what is it? Mm. Can it be like a type of food? Anything. It's got to be like super anything. anything. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for some good Mexican food living down here in Tucson. We get some really, really good, like authentic Mexican food and, oh. you know, tamales, tacos, chimichangas, like you name it. And anything that, you know, anyone who comes and visits, I'm like, what are we feeling today? You know what, you know, and we, we've got our places down here that we go and mm-hmm. get tamales at that, you know, get tacos, but I'm definitely a sucker for some carne asada tacos. Oh, so <laughs> jealous. I love, I, I can live and die off soft tacos. Like I love tacos. It's so good. Yeah. Oh man. You get authentic ones. I, yep. <laughs> we, we get the box ones up here in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or Taco Bell, but they're not really tacos. Oh gosh. Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last one. Uh, all right. out of all the Marvel movies and series, which one's your favorite? Oh man. I'm a sucker for Marvel. Um, the, sorry, Randy, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, sorry, my mom was trying to call me, so I was trying to send her to voicemail. Um, yeah, I, I would say, I mean, Avengers Endgame is 
has in my like repertoire of movies that I probably watch like, you know, mm-hmm. once every month or once every month or, you know, every two months. I'm just I love it because they all come together. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you get a little bit of every character. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty pumped. My brother and I were talking in the car and we're we're pretty pumped to see this new Spider-Man movie that just came out. Um so hopefully we can get get uh to the movie theater tomorrow <laughs> right on have you watched any of the the series on disney like hawkeye any of that stuff i've seen i haven't seen hawkeye but i've seen almost like all the you know like black widow black panther you know all yeah. the um did you see one Wanda, division no I oh my haven't. god you have to okay i'll side story here all right <laughs> sorry i never seen a marvel a thing for marvel until the fourth episode of wandavision my son was watching okay. it and uh-huh. and i just he was watching it and i kind of i wasn't really paying but then i started paying attention i was like what is this and he's like it's wandavision i was like oh so i was like by the end of it i was like all right we gotta go back and watch the first three episodes because i need to see, yeah. i need to know what's going on and then he told he's like yeah. it's part of the marvel and i was like what and then he was telling me all about the mer- uh, now I've watched every single movie and everything yeah. to do it and I became obsessed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, big Marvel fan here. Yeah, I definitely need to I know like on Dis I I you know, I of course I pay for the Disney app, but I actually don't watch it that much. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> So I probably need to probably need to, uh, you know, scope out uh, what's going on on that yes. app and see, uh, you know, what other kind of new stuff they've got on there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, on to your career. Let's get on. Let's get on to your career and stop talking about Marvel. Um, All righty. So uh, tell us when and where you got your start in the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, starts with T-ball, right? It's mm-hmm. everyone's story. Yep. <laughs> You're out there you know, playing, um, some t-ball and you're playing with the boys and you just want to be better than the boys. And then you get better than the boys. And, you know, they end up saying, Oh, well, you know, I'm going to go play baseball. I'm like, yeah, okay, well I'm sticking with fast pitch. And, um, uh, you know, growing up out here in, uh, Arizona, it's competitive out here. You know, you're playing like year round, so it's exciting. And my first club team competitive club team was the Arizona cats and played with them for, basically like middle school through most of high school. And then, um, I finished my club career on the hot shots, mm-hmm. uh, out of Phoenix. And that was exciting to reconnect with some teammates who, um, I had played with a little bit earlier, like when I was way younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that team was really, really cool. Cause I think at one point we had like 10 girls who were going to go play in the big 10, Um, and so, yeah, so we had like someone, you know, we had Wisconsin, Minnesota, Northwestern, Indiana, uh, Michigan. Oh, like there was, you know, there's just so, so many. I, so it was cool when I went out to Wisconsin because then, you know, springtime rolls around and big 10 play happens. I'm like, I feel like I know like some, you know, little piece of home that I get to play every weekend. Um, and so that was a lot of fun and then packed my stuff up at after I finished high school and went out to the Midwest and truly learned what a 
you know, fall, fall colors were and learned, yeah. you know, what, what real snow was for multiple months at a time. It's just <laughs> not, you know, it's not there, uh, you know, in November and December, when you come back after winter break, it's still there. Yep. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, I'm guessing your mom and aunts were huge influences on you growing up. Of course they played on the Canadian national team. Yeah, it was, um, you're like kind of, you know, set up, you just, you see pictures in your household and you hear stories and all that stuff. And you're just like, man, I want to be part of that. I want to do cool things. And, you know, to have them be able to share kind of a lot of those moments with me definitely had a strong influence on, you know, me wanting to keep playing me wanting to, you know, make the team Canada team and, you know, just get out there and, um, you know, soft softball city where, um, they host the Canada cup. That Mm -hmm. is just like that. I feel like that truly almost hits home for me, even though like, right. I didn't grow up playing in BC, but like to be out there, be on that field and to have, you know, my family in the stands is, is really, really special and really drives me to now, you know, still want to play softball. Cause I'm like, man, I sh- got to get back to softball city. Got to get back to Canada. <laughs> got to let the fans still watch. And then, yeah. you know, with, uh, some of my younger cousins, um, playing ball now, it's, it's exciting to still be out there and, you know, kind of hopefully pave the path for them to eventually get out there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, was there any coaches growing up in Arizona that, you know, played a big part in your development? Yeah. Well, you know, mom was, mom was the coach for most of the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I gotta give, <coughs> excuse me, a couple shout outs. Um, you know, uh, Charlie Riesco, really great family friend, um, just quality guy and, you know, always wanted to help me out, help me perform to my highest level. And same with Dean Meisenheimer. Those two guys are, um, you know, pretty still very, you know, in my face now of, Hey KJ, what's going on? You know, what's going on? I saw you playing and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you guys stop, stop, stop. You're not my coaches anymore. <laughs> you know? So it's nice to, um, you know, and then I, a high school coach, Renee Lopez was, that's, you know, that's a monumental time and like, a you know, young girl's life right there because you're like trying to navigate high school and all and do all that and so I was really grateful to have such a great um you know coach and just to have coaches who know the game right and those three guys that I named they're definitely special and um I'm very grateful to have had them a part of this journey awesome now can you remember what age you were when you were like uh this is something I could really dedicate my life to um Man, I, I feel like I, I knew, right. Like I knew I wanted to play college softball, but I didn't know like, you know, what the international game was going to look like and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, uh, so I want to say like once I got to college and then in 2015, I played on the junior team and had an absolute blast mm. and then got invited to the senior team tryout and got to connect with like a lot of those girls. And I think then like after getting, you know, just like your first little sniff in international ball, you're like, wow, I feel like I could play this forever. And it kind of comes full circle. Cause you, 
are watching, you know, these teams play, I'm seeing, you know, Rafter and JSAL playing, you know, into their thirties. And I'm seeing like Stacy Porter for the Aussies and, you know, Wayno and Yamada for Japan. I'm like, Holy cow. Like what is like driving them to like, keep play, keep playing for so long. Like, I don't know if I'd right. And I feel like I'm kind of in that limbo now where I've had that little bit, a little bit of taste of, you know, playing internationally. And I'm like, I get it now. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was kind of like the, the turning point there where I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to play past college. And for, you know, quite some time after that. Excellent. Speaking about college, uh, tell us about your recruiting process. Was it always going to be Wisconsin or were there others in the mix as well? Yeah. Um, no, there, there was, there was definitely some others in the mix. And honestly, what got me was I'd gone up, I'd done like a little camp and, um, the Wisconsin coaches were there and they were like, we'd love to have you out. And I was like, I remember getting in the car after the camp and talking to my mom. I was like, where even is Wisconsin? Like, (laughs) that state starts with a W like that's so like, what? (laughs) And, um, when we had gone out and they, there's like this huge recruiting, um, tournament that happens in Chicago. And I remember we were going out there and, um, I had emailed, uh, coach Healy and I was like, Hey, we'll be in Chicago. Like if we fly out a day early, we could drive down to Madison, see the campus. And they were actually playing a double header against Nebraska, um, oh, that wow. day. And so we, um, were invited to come out there and I had no idea like what I was getting myself. I was like, what's it going to look like? Okay. We're like front row. Um, you know, to a big 10 game. This is pretty exciting. And the first thing I remember, we walked into the stadium and I, my jaw just dropped and I was like, Oh mom, <laughs> there is a giant snow pile behind the left field fence. And that's where like the campus dumps all the excess. snow. <laughs> and I was just looking at her. I was like, I can't play. It's so cool. Like there's people out, I'm like bundled up three jackets, you know, wearing a toque and everything. And I was like, there's girls out there, not even in Under Armour. I was like, mom, I'm not cut out. I'm not cut out for this. Like get out of here. But, (laughs) and you know, we got the tour and just like the, the vibes and the campus and just like the love. And, you know, as a, as a college player, like all you want to do is like, you want to just feel truly wanted. Right. And coach Healy did that and opened up you know, her arms and, you know, her knowledge and all that and all that stuff. And I, it just was like a feeling. It was so hard to take over. I was like, I just, I feel like we, I feel like I need to come here. I feel like it'll make me a better person. I get a chance to get away from home. Right. Everyone mm-hmm. is sometimes so worried about staying near home because that's what we're used to. Right. That's our comfort zone. But I remember saying to myself, well, if I hate it after four years, I'll just come home. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> It's only, and you know, lo and behold, I loved it. I stayed an extra two years and worked a little bit as a volunteer, um, with the team. And honestly, the only thing that truly pushed me home was, um, when we got home from, when I got home from Halifax in 2020, um, I was like, okay, this, this quarantine thing's real. Like we're going to be in our houses way longer. And so I looked at my husband, I was like, we need to get back to Arizona. Cause if we're going to be stuck somewhere inside, we want to be in Arizona. Cause then at least we can go outside. <laughs> yeah, You don't want to be stuck in Halifax. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. And all that stuff. So yeah. So we got out of there and literally it took us like a month and we packed up and we drove home and we've, well, I mean, I definitely miss Madison and 
I always say, everyone's like, I can't believe, um, you know, you came back home and I'm like, man, if I could have the city of Madison, but the weather of Tucson, I was like, that would be the best city to live in, in the world. Yeah. It's so amazing. I actually, I've, I've been to Madison. I, my first ever ISC worlds was, I played in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, It is great city. A phenomenal city. I've got nothing uh, aside from it being a little chilly. <laughs> I've yeah. got nothing, nothing, uh, nothing bad ever to say about Madison. Awesome. So, was there a big life adjustment for you? You know, those the first few months there. Yeah, I think the biggest kind of adjustment was not necessarily like living in the cold. Right, you can bundle up, stay inside, and do that. But like playing in the cold I truly have never played in cold weather really like you know it's it's a little we think it's chilly out here you know and and around Christmas time and whatnot but being able to feel the bat and being able to throw the ball Mm. not being able to feel my hand is something I came very, very quick to realize that that's something you have to train. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just like show up. And so I think that was kind of the biggest, uh, thing, you know, life moment in like the sports world. And then, Mm. you know, on the outside, you know, and going to class and just like living, you know, a life, I, I rode a moped for four years. So being able to figure out how you can bundle yourself up enough, to have your, you know, your snow, your giant snowboarding gloves, you've got your helmet and all that stuff, how little to no skin can show. So the, um, when you're on the moped and the wind chill is hitting you, you got to figure out how to really bundle yourself up so you can get around campus <laughs> without okay. freezing. Okay. Wait, you rode a moped around I Wisconsin wrote, for four years, four years. That's like the way, like no one does. It's, I know it's crazy. No one does cars out there. Like, like some people have cars if you're like kind of close. Yeah. Right. And then you want to like drive home, but like all the athletes and, uh, there's not like car free car parking, you know, anywhere, but tons of free moped parking, you know, at wow. places. Yeah. So it's, it, was so much fun but i remember that first winter and you start driving uh you know you gash your moped and you're like oh my <laughs> fingers feel frozen so i'm like okay i need some like serious snow gloves right so of course i'm like upgrading my snowboarding gloves and then you know when you've got your helmet on your you know your neck kind of shows a little bit so i'm yep. like okay man we need like a you know a neck halter thing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So did it always start? Like, was there days where you're like, I don't know if this thing's going to start? Yes. Oh, yeah. You got to be a master at, at the kickstart if you, uh, <laughs> which is fun. But a lot of the time, so it's really just like freshman year when you're at the dorms. Mm. Um, unfortunately, there's no like inside parking. But like at my apartments that I lived in in the net, uh, the last um four years we there was like underground heated parking oh, okay. so that's nice so you're never worried about you know that it's when the moped freshman year when you're there and the moped's outside the whole time and then you wake up for lift and it's 5 30 and you're going out and there's some fresh snow and you're like okay half my moped's covered and you're like <laughs> kicking the snow off trying to find the kickstart and whatnot but 
yeah, there's, you know, if there's a will, there's a way you just got to show it some love and, and it'll start most of the time yeah, for you. That's, that's <laughs> crazy. I, I'm trying to pick like that would be half dangerous with snow, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, some right. Some teams are have some pretty strict rules. And, you know, if we wake up and they're like, no scooting today, you're either walking and that campus is pretty big. So walking is tough. Yeah. Or you're uh, taking the bus. But right. Of course, when it snows, no one actually wants to scoot because you're right. It is a little, yeah. little scary or dangerous. So then everyone's taking the bus. Right. So then you're like, holy cow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. So here's the one I like to ask past uh, NCAA guess. Like, how's your memory? Uh, how's your memory? Um, it depends, depends. Okay. Do you remember your first official regular season game? My regular season. Um, like not big 10 play or like no, just, just first, first game. I want to, I know we were at ASU and I want to say it was like Cal State. Good North. for you. Good for you. Okay. okay, good. I was like, I want to say it was like CSUN or whatever. Oh, that's awesome. Cal State Northridge. First hit. Do you remember your first hit? I can tell you it wasn't in that game. Yep. You're, you're correct. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you it wasn't there. Oh, for four in that first game. Oh, yeah. Um, you got it in your second man. game. I was going to say, I feel like it was against Utah Valley. Yep. But I can't, I can't remember what the hit, what the hit itself was. I would assume something through the five, six hole, some to that side. Cause I was slapping a little bit more back then. Double, <laughs> double down the left field line in the first double inning. Ah, uh, okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah, last, last one. Game, that was tough. First home run. I do know this one. Um, <laughs> I want to say, I want to say it was off Sarah G against in Minnesota. Nope. Nope. Ah, did you get one off Sarah? I did get one off Sarah my, fre my freshman year. Wow. I only had. I only had, I didn't have that many home runs freshman year and I had three of them at Rutgers. Yes, so. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Okay. So if it wasn't off Sarah, it would have had to, it would have had to have been at Illinois then. It, you had, uh, it was, yeah, it was against Illinois. Seventh inning. Okay. First half a double header, April 18th. Yeah. Go. Okay. I was going to say, I couldn't remember which one came first, Illinois or. Or Sarah. That's, oh, that's, man. That's crazy. Okay. Speaking of Sarah, Sarah is actually the last one from the your guys' Canadian Olympic team that I need to have on the podcast. Oh, good luck, man. She's so busy. I know. <laughs> I've sent her I've sent her like a few messages. She's got back to me and said, you know, she'd love to come on, but yeah. But we can never like get our schedules to line up. And it's like one of these yeah. days we're going to get you on. <laughs> so yeah, she's, yeah, she's a real treat. She's like one of my best friends. She was one of my bridesmaids in my wedding. So we're very, very close. Um, but yeah, talking to her during the week, I'm like, Hey Sarah. And then she responds to me like four days later. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I didn't need anything on like Tuesday. It's Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So <laughs> After that, I actually, when I was going through, you know, coming up with these, finding all these tidbits on you, I noticed mm -hmm. around the time that you hit that first home run, you were 
starting to get more consistent in your hitting, did you find there were some growing pains that freshman season, like early on? Yeah, it was, um, it, it's just like eye opening, right? And I think you put so much pressure on yourself as a freshman because you want to start, you want to play every game, you want to perform, you want to like do so good for the team and kind of like all this stuff. And right, you mm. go up there and I'm like, okay, well, I'm swinging. I just, I don't know why I'm not hitting, right? Like yeah. kind of thing. And, and, you know, after a certain amount of time, you know, then someone says something and you're like, man, am I really, am I really doing that bad? <laughs> right. And then you kind of think about it and you're like, holy cow. But I think just kind of like riding, riding that out was the biggest thing that like helped me perform so much better in Big Ten play. Cause I think I just, understood like okay preseason is preseason then there's big 10 season right. then there's postseason like you can break it down you don't have to think about it as all one you know kind of jumble of games you can like break it down and truly you know just focus in on one game and then one series you're not like thinking about the whole seat the season as a whole right. kind of thing right yeah that makes sense um yeah so that same year You'd be named to the Canadian National Junior Team, which, you know, you guys competed at WBSCs and OKC. Um, mm -hmm. How special was it to wear the red and white for the first time? It was, I actually was at my mom's house the other day when we were pulling out the Christmas tree. And so we were in one of the closets down the kids' hallway and I was like, oh my gosh, this is my, my jersey from the junior team. I forgot, like, we were able to keep it. And it was just so cool of like thinking back and reflecting of like that first time putting on the Jersey and putting on shorts and not wearing pants. All it right. was, Oh man, it was something special. And just to kind of have that be, you know, the first moment. Um, and to think like how far I've come from that moment mm. is crazy. Cause it, like it feels a long time ago, but like when in reality, like I, I'm like, you know, it was only like six, seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in actuality, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to bring it up later on. I mean, that when you guys qualified for the Olympics in 2019, that feels like it was five years ago now for some reason. Oh my gosh. I know. Like, I don't know. Time is, it's weird. <laughs> but, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's what do you remember about that tournament in OKC? I mean, I mean that, had to be, you know, pretty eye opening for you. Yeah. Um, well, one, I remember it being hot and humid. And I was like, man, people play in humidity. Like, this is horrible. <laughs> being <laughs> from <know>? Arizona. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, man. And everyone's like, oh, KJ, like, you play in the hot. I'm like, I play in the dry. Dry. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but no, I just, I, you know, I remember being out there and, you know, all of us had really just met each other, you know, aside from a couple of people who, you know, knew each other from their province, but to just like wing this team together and, you know, go out there and which is so crazy to think. Cause like, you know, you're facing these teams, um, you know, USA. And then at the time, Megan King was playing for Puerto Rico. And I was like, man, these are some tough, you know, tough opponents over here. And they got Kelly Barnhill thrown for the U S and it was just like, holy cow, like, this is like, this is so, like, we've been playing with each other for a couple weeks and they want, you know, and so it was awesome. And, you know, we went out, we competed. And I think at the time, you know, we, 
Unfortunately, um, lost to Puerto Rico in the bronze game, so we got fourth. Um, but I think that was like at the time the junior team's highest finish. And so just kind of like another stepping stone of like Canada softball going in the right direction, you know, just kind of climbing and eventually working to the podium. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's cool because a lot of those junior girls um, I got to kind of connect with and then still play, um, you know, a little bit on the senior team with some of them and then, um, you know, still friends today with a lot of them. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I mean that tournament, I mean, it, that had to have helped your confidence going into your sophomore season though, because I mean, you went off that season hitting four eleven. in your sophomore <laughs> yeah. year. So I mean, it had to benefit for you. For you. Yeah. It's, Right. And, it, and it's just playing like, you know, playing more games, having more, yep. you know, people believe yeah. that like you're 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 pretty good. And I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> cool. Like this is good. I, I needed this. And so I also think, you know, it helped sophomore year. I uh, realized I probably wasn't like the fastest slapper. So I should probably start hitting away now. And I, you know, started hitting away a little bit more. And, and that was a lot of fun to really come into that. Oh, imagine being able to <laughs> swing it for the fence instead of, you know, trying to, you know, hit it over the, the, uh, the shortstop's head. Eh, yeah. That's a little exactly. more fun. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you, you'd have an amazing four years at Wisconsin, setting some records along the way. What, uh, what's some of the memories that stick out for you from your time there? I mean, I think the first memory that sticks out is just like the people. Um, I people that I played with, um, you know, some of those girls were my bridesmaids. Some of those, you know, girls, a lot of those girls were, you know, at my wedding and, you know, always some of the first people to just like reach out of, Hey, you know, congratulations, you qualified for the Olympics. Hey, you know, we're doing this and just kind of. And with a lot of those girls, um, is second to none, just like some of my favorite memories about being out there and then just, Coach Healy and, um, you know, Coach C and Coach V, e- even today, just I probably talk to Yvette like, you know, once a month and just check in. And I think that kind of stands out and speaks to like, you know, yes, did was it good that I, you know, performed for them for, you know, some time. But, you know, they still, you know, care about me as a person and what I'm doing, you know, in the softball world. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that really sticks out and just speaks to, you know, the culture at, um, you know, around Wisconsin and whatnot. Absolutely. How emotional was that final game against Oregon state for you? That was brutal. We were just just not playing good. So tired, just so bummed because, you know, we, we had played Bama earlier and we were in that game. And I remember like score, we had scored, like two runs or whatever. And, uh, everyone's like, no one has scored off Bama in like a regional in like three years, you know, some crazy amount of years. Like they haven't given up a run in a regional. And I was like, what? Like, (laughs) okay. Like, you know, and then we're sitting in this, in this lightning delay and, you know, or this rain, you know, whatever they call it. And, and it just was like, you know, we were just right there and we just, you know, it's tough, right? That end of the season, it's, you got to keep like climbing that hump. You can't like 
think about it as the end of the season and then your body gets a break, you know, you got to almost like push a little bit harder. And, you know, we had pushed as hard as we could, but unfortunately, you know, just came up short and, um, yeah, it was, it was tough. Go oh, imagine. Sucks was had to be. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It has to be. It, it, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you dedicated four years of your life to, to Wisconsin and, you know, to, to, to have it end. It's definitely emotional. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So on to the Canadian national team. Uh, did you make your debut at the 2017 or 2018 Canada Cup with them? Uh, 17. Okay. Okay. So how, how special was that being named a team, especially, you know, with your family's history with it? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, 20, I feel like 2017 was like this whirlwind. We were like out in Toronto for this camp. And then if you get named to the team, you end up staying. And if you don't get named to the team, you're going home. And so it was kind of like, oh, like uh, this thing. And I remember sitting down and they were like, okay, like we're going to bring you on, you know, the team. And I was like, oh, man, I got I got to cancel my flight. Okay, okay. I got <laughs> whatever and, and stay in. And I think we went to OKC first and then went to, um, Canada cup and, and at Oklahoma city, you know, first time on the team. And one of the youngest ones out there, I was just like taking in everything, you know, wasn't, wasn't playing, you know, a lot. And then, um, there were a couple like injuries. And so I got, um, a little bit more playing time. And then when, when we showed up to Canada cup, they were like, okay, KJ, we're going to have you hit lead off. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) I was like, I was like hitting in the nine hole last weekend. Like, what's okay. And I feel like just kind of that like snippet right there of like, man, okay. Like they do, they do see something in me. Like, you know, I wasn't just named to the team because, you know, I have family who have played on, you know, this team before, you know, all that stuff. And I feel like that was kind of a really big turning point for, like a confidence boost right there of like, yeah, I can, you know, I can play at this level. I want to perform at this level. I want to play with these girls and, you know, we want to win some games kind of thing. So, mm. well, I mean, it, talk about, you know, riding high. I mean, the following year in 2018, you were tournament's top hitter at the Canada cup. So, I mean, your confidence, <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, I'm telling you, Randy, <laughs> softball city has a special place. In my heart. <laughs> I'd say, um, I don't know what it is about that field, but it's just like, I just get, I get so excited to play in front of some family and that tournament, even yeah. like growing up, just going to watch that tournament to finally be able to play in the tournament i was like here we go all right here we go so yeah that's awesome so what uh, you would how much family would you have there i mean you'd, you'd definitely have quite a bit there wouldn't you yeah my uh my both my aunts um live there and then my grandparents live there uh, right. my mom's uh parents and then i have five cousins that live out there who um i'm very very close with and then um and they're just I think that's like one of the things that I just like love about my family so much, right? Like, Mm. okay, Kelsey has a game today. Everyone's coming. So it's like, okay, we need like 11 tickets, right? Like (laughs) how, and so I think that's also just like what makes that tournament so exciting. So I'm like, man, I just know. And I just know how much, especially like for my grandma, she just wears her, wears her cute little, um, my, you know, my granddaughter is a softball star shirt and it's just super, super, super cute. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. I got to talk about the, uh, the qualifiers that you guys mm-hmm. wanted to get to Tokyo. I mean, we touched on a little bit, bit of it. I mean, 
when Rafter hit that home run, I mean, uh-huh. there must have been like the emotions must have been like, oh my god, this is amazing. We're 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 going to the Olympic Games. It, yeah, it was, and just like that, it was Rafter. Like yeah. watching watching it happen, I feel like we all just like. I feel like we had like a, a brawl almost to get out of the dugout. Of like who's gonna, <laughs> who's gonna greet her first? Like just absolutely, just like swarming home plate. Like it was the like craziest home run, right? But it yeah. was just it was just, it was rafter being rafter, rafter doing rafter thing. Just like boom, nice, you know, nice long ball to left center, and it it was just like you know speechless. Mm-hmm. And then you're just looking around, and and the stands are blowing up just so excited and it, it was super super cool moment to be a part of no doubt i mean i wrapped her on here and i i asked her about that that home run and she she said she felt like she was going to hit the home run to end it and i mean that's so well, i mean it's it's rafter of course she says she's gonna she's gonna do it right <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do it no problem i'll do it yeah yeah, yeah. so you guys qualify for tokyo Take us through that roller coaster of emotion over the next year and a half. Cause I mean, it was a roller coaster. Yeah, it was wild. I think so. We like show up, right? And we're in Halifax for our centralized training. We're there for like 10, eight, 10 weeks. Like, I feel like we're there for honestly, I felt like I was there for five years. That's how just like felt, <laughs> right? But we're there for like, I think like eight eight weeks or something. And of course, right. Like heart of the winter in Halifax. So it's cold. It, it's wet. It it's is. Snowing. It's just absolutely just like miserable outside. But on the inside at the dome that we're training at, it's like, we're doing something, we're doing something not so miserable in here. Right. So let leave all that stuff out literally outside the dome, get your butt inside the dome and you know, we're getting better. We're, you know, trying to do something really, really cool. And when we got home, you know, right when we were leaving Halifax, I remember having a team meeting and someone had brought up like, what's going on with this, you know, whatever virus or, you know, whatever. And coach Smith had addressed it and was like, Oh, you know, it's only affecting a little bit of little parts of the U S like, shouldn't be like, we should be fine. We'll see you guys in like, eight days in Fresno Mm -hmm. and we get on the plane, we get home and literally like the next day they were like shutting down airports, doing all this stuff. And they were like, Oh, good thing. You, you know, the kids who were coming back to the States were like, good thing you guys left when you did. Otherwise you would have been stuck. I was like, Oh my God, what? Stuck in hell. (laughs) You know, and I mean, um, I live here and I would hate, like you know what oh I mean? Like, gosh. come on, yeah. that, that would be, be terrible. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place, but holy cow, it's cold out. Oh there. yeah, <laughs> I couldn't imagine like being some, like, especially with you from Arizona, having to stay a winter here. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So we get home right, and then like a couple days later, okay, we're gonna push. We're gonna like meet in Fresno. Actually, we you know they're a week later, so get a little bit longer at home. Okay. Okay okay, we're not going to go to Fresno. We're just going to, I can't remember where we're, we're going to go X, Y, Z, whatever. That Oh my God. Okay, cool. And then we start, you know, seeing stuff on the news and all this stuff. And they're talking about the games and all. And it was just like, Oh, why are they talking about, you know, 
the games when, you know, we're still like, you know, three, four months away. Okay. And then all of a sudden I just remember, um, you know, getting ready for bed and getting this like notification on my phone. And it was like, Canada has decided not to send any teams to the Tokyo games. And I was like, what, what, what? So it's like a gut punch. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I'm like, Oh, how real is like, is this real? Is, you know, you never, sometimes you never know, like with what's going on in the news of did someone say something, get misinterpreted, you know, all that stuff. And I just remember the group chat absolutely just like blowing up and we had like an emergency call um, and it was addressed and it, and it was very true that Canada was not going to send any teams. And so there was probably like, you know, 24, 48 hours of just like staring at the ceiling, like just not doing anything. Just wait. Yeah. So it's going to ha- like, is it going to happen? Are, are other teams not going to go like what's happening kind of thing? And then like 48 hours later, after just being like numb and confused and just like truly not knowing like, you know, all the emotions you're feeling, they had announced that they were going to postpone the games. And it was just like this, like, oh, like relief kind of off the shoulders of like, okay, you know, if it gets postponed, you know, a year or whatever. And and we didn't know like how long it was going to get postponed. They didn't, they weren't sure. They were like, maybe we'll play it in March. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe like, and we're like, oh gosh, okay, what's happening? And, um, when they had decided it was going to be a push a year, um, you know, it was like, man, it was, it was kind of like, holy cow, I'm going to do this for another year. I don't, and then you kind of question yourself of like, gosh, like, can my body do this? (laughs) Although yes. Right. Like I, you know, at the time when all this, you know, I'm, you know, 20, 23 years old, whatever. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I feel pretty good, you know, about my body, but you know, I'm thinking about my other teammates who, you know, are in their thirties and they were talking about, you know, this being their last ride. And I'm like, Mm. Oh man, like, you know, are they going to stick around? And so I think when everyone, you know, kind of like re-signed up and was like, let's, you know, let's do this. If we're going to do it, like we're going to go big. And it was so good for, I mean, obviously for preparation and all that stuff, but just like the, the bond and the, and the friendship, right. Not just like the teammateship, but the friendships that were created over the, the last year. Oh, truly, truly special. And I don't think that, do I think we, um, you know, would have performed really, really well, but I don't think it would have been like the, like true, like blood, sweat and tears, like kind of that we felt in like that last game of just like, like that, you know, the dog, it was just like tear, like Danielle threw the pitch strike. Like, I'm just like crying already. Like, I'm like, I'm not even hugging anyone yet. (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I mean, yeah, we had coach Smith on here. I think it was probably a few months before you guys were leaving and he figured he figured the the pandemic was the the best thing to happen for uh, your guys's team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, team chemistry goes a long way, doesn't it? It's crazy. Yeah, and it's crazy to have been on other teams with like best friends, and to not to 
be like, yeah, I actually, right. Like not, we're all really great friends on team Canada, but I Mm. think about like a couple of the Badger teams that I played on. Like we all, like we're still like best friends today. Not that I'm not, you know, I'm really great friends with everyone on team Canada, but just like the difference of chemistry. Yeah. I was like, it's, I don't have that with like, you know, people who I consider are like my, my best, best friends from the Badgers, which is just like crazy. And that's just like how special, you know, everyone is on, on team Canada. Yeah. Was it weird playing in an empty stadium over there? (laughs) It was weird. Like (laughs) I remember the first game just, you know, when it was (laughs) playing Mexico, I'm like, Oh, we've played Mexico so many times, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And so we're just like playing Mexico and, you know, you're so into the game and so focused and so present. And then you kind of, you know, come out of presence a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, during, you know, in between innings and all that stuff. And you kind of like, you know, look somewhere to just like clear your mind. And you're just like, Oh, there's the Olympic rings right there in center field. (laughs) Oh, it says Tokyo 22. Oh my God. Okay. We're here. Like, (laughs) hello, my friend, we are here. Like get it to, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So I think like that was kind of the create, like, and I think being able to have those reminders, like the, the rings in center field and I'm like looking out and seeing Frankie, you know, stand out there on the rings was like, okay, we've made, you know, we've been through some, some not fun things, but you know, we've made it. And, and there was just so many cameras, honestly, that I think that was the most like amazing thing was like every like corner you looked at, you're like, Oh, there's like, you know, the little, little black camera. Little black yeah. camera. So it almost was like crazy. Cause it was like, you know, after a tough at bat or like tough and you're like, I just need like a minute to breathe. But it's just like, you're almost feeling like you're being like overwatched a little bit. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, for the Olympics, God, they'd have to have what, 10,000 cameras in that stadium for the Olympics. For, for, oh my gosh. Like, I know. Man, man. But uh, I, I told like, uh, like Erica and Janet when they were on after the Olympics and mm-hmm. actually I had like Kaya Parnaby from Australia on and I, mm-hmm. I, I told them, I said the coolest thing, you know, watching it on TV for me was being able to hear you guys talking like, you know, with a crowd there, you never would have heard, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, no. any, any talking at all. And I thought, you know, for somebody watching the game, even if somebody watching for the first time being like, oh, wow, getting to hear the intricacies of, uh, of what you guys are, are saying to each other and all that. I thought, I thought yeah. that came across pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, I guess that would, yeah, that would be, I didn't even think about that with the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the dugout mics. You don't really hear what's going on. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. So, I'm going to, I got to ask about athletes unlimited. That must've been, mm-hmm. you know, such a blessing to come along last summer in the middle of, mm-hmm. of all that pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was, it was sweet. You know, they put it together and I won't lie when, you know, the Olympics didn't happen. And then AU's talking here, like, no, we're doing it. I'm like, they're not doing, they're not pulling, <laughs> like, we're not going to be able to pull this off. Like what? Okay. Then when we went there and, just absolutely kicked butt for six weeks and lived in a, but like a true bubble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there was maybe like one positive test from like a, a crew, like not even from a, you know, a, and it was, it was like, Oh, well you can, you know, you, you can do this and you can, you know, play at a high level and train in a bubble. And so yeah. I think that was kind of a, kind of a turning point and like, Hey, what, like, what if we, 
you know, do this with, you know, team Canada and stuff, then we can, you know, train together more than, you know, what we're, what we're, what we're doing, what we normally don't do. Cause a lot of time we're decentralized and, and AU, I mean, they, they kickstarted that for sure. They were like, yeah, you can play, you know, high level sports and, and live in a bubble. And, and that was cool. And, you know, playing with a lot of those girls that, you know, we saw over there and played against in Tokyo, it just kind of almost made Tokyo that much more special too. Cause it was just like, mm. you I, know, people here. So I, sorry, I found the, I found the whole setup, like just mm -hmm. awesome. Like, I mean, how, you know, the yeah. whole coming up with the point structure and everything for it. I, you know, yeah, that's awesome. Like, and, and it's going to keep growing. I, I feel like, you know, mm -hmm. this past summer, which, you know, you guys finally got to have fans in there. How was that by the way? Yeah, that was so, it was so fun. And just like the interaction and right. It's just, and that's like the beauty of sports, right? You know, yes. Do we love the sport and playing it, but being able to perform it in front of young fans who want to be like in our shoes one day, just like makes it that much more special. Mm. And that's something that, you know, athletes unlimited does so, so well, they can just like pull everyone in, right. All, you know, all age groups and just like all people who just like love sports and being able to, you know, put on a good performance for out there in Rosemont and the Rosemont is an awesome place to host a youth. So it, yeah. it was a really, really great environment to be in. Yeah. And I, I like the, the concept of, you know, having people play for certain charities, right? Like that's, that's, that's mm -hmm. a great thing. Yeah. I really, really, um, I played for the, the pink fund this year. And, um, so it's, um, breast cancer awareness and whatnot. And so it's cool to really kind of dive into, you know, across. Um, so it's kind of cool to you know, volleyball and us, you know, we, um, Jordan Larson, who, you know, won AU was the champion at AU volleyball and, you know, see her, I'm like, oh, we're playing for the same, you know, the same cause. And oh, it's kind of cool. cool. Cause I feel like you, yeah. So I feel like you kind of like learn about, especially learn about, you know, other people and like, you know, their outside life of sports and like what they do, what they care about, what they're passionate about. And I think that's like, what's so awesome about the causes because you can truly pick it, right? Like pick something you're passionate about mm -hmm. there, you know, they'll find, they'll find something for you. So yeah, for sure. Now, before we get into the last thing, player association on here, I got to ask you about mm -hmm. the, uh, the coaching change with the national team, mm -hmm. how that's my point is I, I think it's going to be a huge benefit for you guys going forward, you know, having Rafter there, having Jen there. I mean, it's, I think big things are in store for team Canada. It's exciting because as great, I coach Smith, like phenomenal took us to, you know, mm -hmm somewhere where team Canada has never been, but I won't lie when I say I'm excited that it, yeah, us, you, the U S you know, with uh name and Heather chart, just like having female coaches is exciting for, you know, our world and softball. And so I'm super, super excited to be able to, you know, suit up and uh, lace up for uh Rafter and Jay Sal and, just to like truly see, you know, where this team can go and right. It's going to be a very interesting year, right. In the international world, mm -hmm. everyone's like, Oh, it's going to be a building year, building year. And I'm like, I don't know if it's going <laughs> to like, you know, it, we've got a lot of people coming back and, you know, luckily, you know, Raf and Jen have been around. And so they know kind of how 
you know, everyone's performance kind of like peak performance should kind of look like. So that's really exciting for them to be able to build something for us to like get into that peak performance mode kind of under their wings. Absolutely. It's good. It's uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Thing we end the podcast with, it's called player association. Uh, I'm going to throw okay. it, throw out some names to you and All right. you can say as much or as little about them as you want. Okay. All right. First one, Brooke Widerski. Brooke. Oh my gosh, my girl. Um, Brooke is one of my best friends. She she caught me by surprise. I've I've had the same friends for a really really long time, and so when Brooke transferred in, and I was like, who who is this girl? Like you know, she just hilarious just wears her heart on her sleeve and just, you know, one of the most loyal friends, you know, I, I have, and, you know, I love her to death. That's awesome. Uh, next, uh, we mentioned her earlier, Sarah G. Sarah G. Um, yep. Team Canada teammate, one of my best friends, uh, you know, got to compete against her. Ten. I'd like to say, you know, had a couple pretty good hits off of her. No, (laughs) um, no, Sarah's great. She, uh, um, <laughs> she, I'm bummed that, you know, we live a little bit further apart. Cause I remember in 2019, um, I lived in BC with, uh, some, with my family out there for like five months and to be able to hang with Sarah on a regular basis. I mean, she's special and mm-hmm. she makes me laugh. You know, I know I can trust her and she just, you know, always puts a smile on my face. So I love her. Awesome. Last one. Another good friend of yours, teammate, uh, Victoria Hayward. Vic. Oh man, she's my work wife. Um, <laughs> the let in the let I, we, I always joke with her. I'm like, man, like, so since November 6th, 2020 to November 6th, 2021, I was like, I've spent more days with you, Victoria, than I have with my own husband. So <laughs> marriage, um, which is so funny because, and she was, uh, um, lived, lived with her in some of the Airbnbs in Florida. She was my roommate. We shared, a our corner room with the best view, um, you know, at the village and, um, Oh man, like she was like my idol for so long growing up and it's cool to like really call her like a best friend now. Mm. And instead, right. Instead of like, not that I don't look at her, like, you know, she's, you know, this like command, you know, in softball and just like the stellar player, stellar leader, stellar athlete, stellar, you know, female athlete. She, she's really taken me under her wing and I'm super, super grateful for everything um, that she's done for me. I definitely would not be where I am uh, today without her. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Well, Cal, got to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on the show. Uh, of course big part of the game here in canada and you know we wish you nothing the best moving forward and happy holidays to you and matt thanks randy all right uh take care Kels. all right thank you all right kids time to get in bed santa's coming soon all right just one story all right here we go on the night so
grab the decorations Don't forget tradition Baby, it's cold outside, you need to get your mittens Hang the mistletoe and write your Christmas wishes It's better to give than receive, show the kids the difference Cause this year, this year has been a tough one I'm just trying to celebrate and spend it with my loved ones Spread some cheer, pour in festive beer I appreciate the blessings I was blessed with here Uncle Chris and Aunt Leah reminiscing on the front porch Little Tay Tay trying to build another snow fort uh, I hear the church bells ringing I'll be there Christmas Eve with my family all singing Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah uh, uh, I said we be all singing hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah uh, uh, I'm saying, Well, I'll be ready with the lights on. Got the decorations up, it's taking me all night long. Log on the fire, put on my ugly sweater. The children are. Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted? Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. <laughs>